Thursday afternoon for me in the Canary Islands and sat Friday morning for you uh, over there in Good Central America, South America. So look, I want to really just open this up real quick because like Gareth and I are really, you, if you guys haven't seen some of our stories uh, coming up, um, you'll see more of it. We're going to start really blasting you, really like shoving this retreat that we're creating down your throat but in, the, in the most beautiful way, the most beautiful way that you know what's out there. And so, you know, what we, we, we create around this intention of not only doing the retreat, but also being very, you know, uh, you know, leaning into our commitment to being in service of making sure the, the, the retreat is as the men who will be at the retreat will be as prepared as possible, but also giving back just to the community as well to be able to have some techniques and some tools, new tools, new perspectives to just take on the next year, you know. You know, the both of us in this men's workspace and relationship space, like we see far too often where a lot of men are well-intended. We have a lot of the right ideas, big dreams, big visions. And then something mm -hmm. happened along the way where we get off track. We start to get small. And so and, and this is like this is not we're not immune to this. You know, I'll speak to mm -hmm. myself. Like I, I fell into that trap before. And so having these series like these power call series to get men ready for the next year and beyond is is part of the commitment to us and so today we want to speak into something called the hedonic planning um, process and it on there but i'm not the expert on this but what um gareth was was sharing around this like is really exciting for me because i can see the benefit in having like these intentional time blocks like for ourselves to set ourselves up for success like going forward, but also we'll touch on this at the retreat as well. So that way men really understand this because at the end of the day, if we're not taken care of, if, if we're not resourced, if we don't, our health isn't, you know, where it needs to be mentally, spiritually, physically, really the question is, are we really being of service to the people who say we love our Queens, our family, our kids, our community? Are we really being of service or have we made ourselves a liability? So at that point, I'm going to slow down. And before I pass over Gareth, I'm going to say, if you're watching this now, stop, push pause grab a notepad or open up a notepad on your phone, your iPad, your computer, whatever it is, and take some notes. I mean, we're really creating this to really offer the value so you have something tangible to walk away with. It's not just another live where it's kind of passively listening, you're cooking, you're driving. No, like really give yourself the gift now to set yourself up for success and take the notes now and ask the questions. We're here uh, for that purpose. So without further ado, <laughs> <Aaron>. <laughs> Thanks, brother. So good to be doing another live with you. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, it feels good to be here. These um, these series of live streams that we're creating are meant to be useful on their own. And they are really supportive of the, the general theme of what it is that we're creating at Mountains Movement and Mindset, which is an in-person retreat that's happening in Guatemala in early April. And yeah, we, we want to bring men together in person. While we love the digital and we love the ability to be able to scale in the digital, you can't really replace the magic that's created by coming together in person. And so, yeah, we're excited to create the in-person retreat. And a couple of the themes that are going to be part of these next series of calls that Brian and I are doing that we're going to share with you that you can practically use right now to support yourself are going to carry through into the retreat when we come together. And really those themes, as Brian said, is this sort of analogy of making sure that your own cup is full first so that you can show up in service for the things that are important in your life. And I know there's a version of me that thought that running harder and faster and doing more and more and more was going to somehow be able to help me show up better in my business and in my community. And it's actually not true. The, uh, what I'm realizing now, maybe this is the maturing of the masculine, 
when I slow down, I think more clearly, I'm better resourced, I take a breath, I'm not rushing. And so, yeah, what we're going to share here today is going to be a theme that we're going to unpack in the retreat and something you can practically take away. And at a high level today, as Brian said, the opportunity for you to grab a pen and paper and to actually get a sense of exactly something that you can install in your life right now to make sure that you're properly resourced to show up for the things that are important. And just one last thing I'll say, because as you're saying, this is coming through is like, this is where you get to start the practice of doing things differently, of not treating this as just another thing, right? Because we're in such this age of like consuming information, consuming information, but are we integrating? Are we putting into practice? And this is also the basis of the retreat as well. We want to be able to give you, give other men the opportunity to come here, break their patterning, look at things different, be in their power, be in their sense of adventure, connect with their truth, and then take that back home. We don't want to send you back like doing the same thing. And so, but again, we can't do it for you. This is where you get to really take a step in and do something different for you. So that's mm. good. Thank you. So hedonic planning is something that I had as like a, I would say a vague theme in my life of this idea of like, ah, oh, I should really, let me take a step back. My dad was really good at making sure that he took a calendar at the beginning of every year. And as a family, we would put in specific times to do things. And so I sort of had this idea of what planning out a year looked like and recognized that when you put things in the calendar, you tend to prioritize them. When you say, I love to go camping, I'll get there when I have time. You never get there because we're always busy with other things and life gets in the way. And so this process of hedonic planning, the formalized version that I'm going to share with you now is actually something that I learned from a mentor of mine, Jamie Wheel from the Flow Genome Project. I did some um, training with him and he has an actual process that supports some of these pieces that I had from my dad that I've been working on on my own. And he pulls it out into this, into this full flow that allows you to recognize different phases of your life and really allocate time to be able to support you in, in this process of hedonic planning. So I'm going to kick off and share um, the first part of hedonic planning, which is something that I call the first 4%. This is the one hour per day that you take to prioritize for yourself. And so the first 4% is really one hour when you divide it by 24. When you take that time for yourself, it supports the other 96% of your life. That one hour represents 4% of a day. And so that hour that you take for yourself to move, breathe, exercise, meditate, whatever those things are, create an intentional hour for yourself every single day so that you can show up fully for yourself every single day. So I know this is a practice you have, brother. What is your what is your first 4% look like? What is What are you prioritizing your hour every day? Yeah. So for me, it's a, uh, it may sound silly, but I have the ritual of making sure like I brush my teeth, like, and while I'm brushing my teeth, like speak myself positively. Now that's like about five minutes, but as I'm looking myself in the mirror, like to start my day with some blessings, start my day with some gratitude, start my day with some showering on myself. Uh, that leads into drinking a, a glass of water, get my organs nice and lubricated. I go right over to our, our cave that we had in our home and I start to do the meditation process. And that may be a seated meditation or like a bit of a movement meditation, do a little bit of journaling, and then I work out. Now, to be fair, my workouts tend to be a little bit more than an hour, but I've allocated like, you know, a bit more than that. So I may have like an hour and a half for my daily routine. But yeah, for me, that's been one that's been solid. It works because it's ingrained, like it's expected and I kind of I get excited to do it. And already since I've already established that as, okay, cool. Like this is going to be my, my 4% of my day. Well, my kids may have five or 6%. And 
it already feels good because I've done the thing. I've already started off honoring my word. I've already started off my day, like, you know, respecting like what I'm here to do. And so, yeah, that's my routine. So good. I also want to share that the first 4% is really sort of a baseline. And I think what's what I've noticed for me as well is my morning practice actually ends up taking about two hours, two and a half hours sometimes because these are the things that are the most important to me. Like I just really prioritize these things. And part of my morning practice is taking dog for a walk. It's sitting in meditation, it's doing breath work, going into the ice bath. I mix it up a little bit to keep it fresh. But the idea of having one hour per day for somebody that currently doesn't have this in place is like a good starting point. But I think as you get into it and you start to realize just how much it sets you up, like there's a, I know people that like, you know, their life is a practice, you know, they're just continually working on themselves and the, the small amounts of things that they do that are work or holding space, they're so well resourced that they're just showing up in, in 100% of their capacity. So yeah, my practice looks similar to yours. I think it should include a movement practice that gets you back into the body. I really think for most of us, a meditation practice is essential. I think if you're not taking the time to track and control your thoughts, your reality starts to run you. And so if you haven't got a meditation practice, lots of free apps out there. Yeah, and then some intention setting, some gratitude, like you spoke about speaking positively to yourself, writing down how you want your day to go. The other thing I would suggest on this morning practice is keep your phone switched off until your practice is finished. If you have the ability to be able to keep your phone off, this really allows you to set your own intentions and to set your own vibrational path that sets you up for your day in a way that doesn't happen if you open up your phone and get swept up by emails from your boss, pings from all of the different platforms that you engage on. Your day just controls you as opposed to you controlling your day. So an hour a day mixed up however fits and supports you while making sure that you don't get, get onto your phone until uh, until that hour's behind you. Yeah, uh, Gareth, I'm going to jump in and reinforce that so much because I forgot this is a, this, it's so ingrained in me that I don't do it. Like I, I have a rule for myself. I don't even touch my phone until probably about two hours later after I've walked the dogs for the exact reason, because it can seem so innocent just to take your plane off, your phone off airplane mode or whatever it is. And then all the things coming, you may think, oh, well, I just see who sent what message and your attention is already pulled. Right. So I, yeah. re I really want to enforce that, um, that piece. And also, you know, for, for Gareth and I, you know, I think we also probably have similar routines that we can allot ourselves a bit more time because of the work we do as well. Because I find that for me, holding space for other people, energetic and emotional space is quite draining, you know. So for me to be able to be resourced throughout the day, that's what suits me to give myself that time and energy. But for you connect with what your why is. You may have a few kids, you may be running a business, maybe, you know, whatever it is that your, that your energy is going into, like allow your morning practice to be catered to your situation, right? So understand right. that what Gareth is giving you is, is, a, is a basic framework to make it your own. Don't try to copy and paste what we're telling you. Say, oh, this doesn't work for me. This is just rubbish. Well, connect with why you're doing it. Why do you want to keep your mind clear and keep yourself focused, keep your body fluid and, and strong, all these different things, right? I want to add one final piece before we leave this and we're going to go through the other ones a little bit more quickly, but I feel like this one is so foundational and part of my first 4% is actually recognizing that I have a morning practice, but my evening practice is as important. My ability to be able to wind down, turn off the screens in the evening, make sure that I'm getting myself into a space that I can drop into deep sleep Sleep is the most powerful healing and free opportunity that we have to heal our bodies. And many of us don't get enough sleep. We don't get good quality sleep. 
I could speak for ages on sleep because I've been spending a lot of time recognizing this, but part of my routine is in the morning, but it's also setting up in the evening to be able to sleep well so that I feel rested for the next day. So part of this first 4% is, you know, if, you, if you're allocating an hour, 45 minutes in the morning and sort of 15 minutes in the evening to have some sort of wind down process so that you can drop off and, and have quality sleep. <clears throat> All right, so that's the first part. You have a one hour that you allocate per day, your first 4%. Is your daily practice next you want to take weekly activities and you want to do one day per week and this is going to be think about them like your sabbath practices one day where you perhaps do a digital detox or where you do something with a family get out into the world making sure that you allocate one day per week is another powerful way to make sure that this you're prioritizing the things that are important for you and the people around you so that life doesn't just flow and suddenly a year has gone by and you haven't gone for the family picnic that's just down the road and you haven't yet done that. But prioritizing this one day per week is, I think, the next layer of this hedonic planning. So one hour per day, one day per week. Monthly, choose something that's a night and a day. So maybe that's, we're going to sleep out under the stars. We're going to go for a hike and have a barbecue out or do something. So as the, as the time gets longer, so now we're talking monthly, you have a day and a night that you that you schedule in your calendar of something that is supportive for you, nourishing for you, that resources yourself and the people that you love. So maybe that's going to a play, going to do something, a night away, something like that, you know, date night, date weekend, whatever it feels like that's nourishing and juicy for you and the people that you're with. Put in a, once a month, a full day and a night. So one hour per day, one day per week, and every month a day and a night. And, and, then, and Gareth, let's, let's, let's stop there. I want to put a really a pin in this because mm. even though this makes sense for me, I can already start to feel that part of me like a couple of years ago would already start to feel like, Gareth, I don't have time for that. What are you talking about? A day a week? Like, mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And so if you are watching this, you already kind of feel that kind of like oh, that maybe anxiety or like this sounds idealistic, but I can't make it happen. Again, allow yourself to really drop in and to connect with what's important to you and the people around you. Why are you creating the business? Why are you working so hard? Why do you feel that you need to stretch yourself? Why do you feel like you need to hustle or grind your, grind it out? A lot of oftentimes, most of us will say that it's because it's for family, our kids, and leaving a legacy, and which is great. Keep that, but then go back to how you feel now in your day to day, especially if that feeling feels a bit burned out, run down, exhausted those special moments that you wish you had with your kids to be active, to play with them, to go to their events or to have these date nights with your wife, whatever it is. If you feel as if you're always on your heels because you never have time for it, this you really get to slow down enough and set yourself up for these successes. So that way you're more intentional with how you're creating and building your life. Like to me, and, and this took me some time to really understand, like giving myself this intentional time that Gareth is unrolling is to set, is like part of my foundation. It's the foundation of who I am as a man, who I be as a man, and how I want to be there with my family. If I don't make it a priority, it's so easy for one day, week, and month, and year to roll into each other. It's like, holy shit. It's, it's been like months and years since we had a date night since we did anything fun. Because but I'm doing it for the family. I'm doing it for my it, – it's slow down and be able to, again, to adapt this for yourself. This is the framework, but like really be intentional with this. Thank you. Yeah. I think – I think in our modern world, slowing down has got to be one of the most difficult things to do. It would it would seem like an easy thing to do, 
But the more I recognize my own behaviors and patterns and, you know, the number of things that I've said yes to and the men's circles that I spend time with and the men that I work with, we're not short of things to do and distract our attention. What becomes more and more of a skill is our ability to be able to take a breath and slow down. And so, yeah, what you're speaking into is exactly the point of this hedonic planning and one of the themes of this retreat. You know, we're going to bring men together and we're going to have fucking amazing adventures, but we're also going to just sit and take a breath and chill. And slowing down is such a powerful opportunity for us to reset the nervous system, to be able to think clearly. And like you said, get back to like, actually, the most important things are actually not money and building our business. Those things are really a, a vehicle for us to be able to have powerful connections and meaningful interactions with the people that we love the most. And I would just add this last, last piece. Now I'll let you take the floor again is that last piece where it's not about necessarily the money and the building the business. Those things are great. Like we want you to encourage you if that's part of like, you know, creating your freedom and having resources. Great but also recognize how much more effective you would be if you are recharged and resourced, right? If you keep on grinding yourself out and you're, you know, have high blood pressure, stroke, heart attack, uh, physical problems, are you able to do that? So imagine what the cost is for you not to just slow down for a moment and build this intention. What is the cost of you not having time with your family or your wife and then you have to get a cost of divorce? three years down the road, six years down the road, or your kids don't see you and you're trying to rebuild a relationship later down the road. So understand everything has a cost. Everything has like this kind of thing. So you either work on it now with intention to support your bigger vision, or you neglect it now and scramble in a desperate state to try to fix it later on. Either way, you're going to give it, you're going to give it attention. It's either now or later. <laughs> mm -hmm. So good. So then the next, the next time frame you're going to look at as you start to plan out your year is you're going to look at quarterly and you're going to find a time to allocate one weekend every three months to do something. And again, this is, this is whatever's alive and juicy for you based on the stage of your life and what's important for you. Um, if you are at a place where you, you know, a parent, maybe that, that's a camping trip with the family. Maybe that's um, a weekend away at the cottage, time in nature. Whatever that is, once a quarter, allocate a weekend for your for yourself and your loved ones. And then finally is annual. How um, there's someone at the gate. Hey, that's fine. That's cool. Okay, I'm gonna let the doorbell ring and let Layla relax. <laughs> hey, hey, come I think it's going to be easy. Give me a sec, bro. And horrors. And just so, you know, why Gareth is dealing with his fatherly duties is, uh, yeah. So as you're taking these notes and as you're starting to, to map this out and starting to plot this out throughout the year, again, like the first exercise is be able to connect with this. Why are you doing this? And that'll kind of help to alleviate any kind of like pressure, anxiety that may be coming up to carve out the time because your response may be, well, I don't have time for this. And so... I, you know, as, as Gareth said before, is if you say, he didn't say it this way, but if you say you don't have time, then you're right. You don't have time for it. But the ability for us as men to be able to prioritize what we say is important to us and the people around us is a very masculine leadership trait that I believe that the world is missing. You know, and I know Gareth believes this in, in, in his own way, which is why we've come together to create this retreat is really come back to our highest purpose, like our highest truth. And like why we're here rather than getting swept away in the motion and saying, I can't do anything about it. I'm just so busy. Well, it's kind of a choice at some point in time. You know, if you know 
to do better for yourself and you don't do anything about it, you're choosing it. Thank you, bro, for holding that space while I let the dog out. So good. <laughs> Boom. And then the final, the final piece that you're going to look at in your year is one week per year. So this is something that you might do to go and put yourself on retreat. Maybe you want to sit a Vipassana. Perhaps you want to go to a festival. But allocate one week per year where you can, yeah, show up for something important for you. So that's essentially the, the framework. It's, it's kind of simple. It's, um, I guess it makes sense. And you may not nail one weekend every single quarter. You may not hit your 4% every single day. But the fact that you have a plan and that you're striving towards something that's resourcing you, that's getting you back to a place of slowing down and prioritizing the things that are important, your relationships, including your relationship with yourself, is a really, really powerful practice. And so as we come to the end of 2023, this is a really good opportunity for you to take a calendar and go through this and say, right, what... What feels like a good hour for me that I could use to resource every single day? I like to go for a walk, 20 minutes, boom. I want to do meditation, 20 minutes, boom. I want to, you know, whatever it is for you, allocate that one hour per day. One day per week. On Sunday, we're going to do a digital detox with the family. We're going to put our phones away and we're going to do something every single Sunday as a family. Again, it might not be the entire day. You might not have access to be able to turn off your screens for an entire day. This is the nature of the world that we live in at the moment. But just being intentional and creating these opportunities is it's better than just waiting for the world to go by and you're sitting here a year later. You're like, shit, we never went camping and I still don't have my workout dialed in. Start. Start with what feels good. And then when you do once a month, try and find, you know, 12 opportunities or even 10 opportunities in a year to just get out and do something that includes a, an overnight with the people that you love. Once a quarter, do a weekend and once a year, see if you can allocate something bigger, like a couple of days or a week that you can go on retreat and really resource yourself so that you are able to show up for the things and the relationships that matter most. Yeah, nailed it, nailed it. Um, and what I do want to emphasize that last piece is even when you are blocking these times out, whether it's the you know, every single day, uh, week, month, and quarter, is make intentional time for yourself. You know, I know it could include family, it could include your partner, but also you having time to be in silence with yourself, with your own thoughts and remind yourself what's true for you is so important. You know, one of the things that I, I think you can probably say is a well-intended mistake that I did when I got into my, my relationship with my wife. You know, we've been married for a little over five years and together for nine is going to do everything with her and wanting to know how to make her happy constantly and, and how she needs it and what she wants, which is well-intended, you know, like I'm all for that. But I said the mistake for me in the beginning was, was losing myself, forgetting about like, the hell, where's my voice? Like what lights me up? What makes mm -hmm. me happy? What gets me excited? You know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that also part is, is, is the gift to yourself, which then will be a gift to the people around you. Because at the end of the day, if I start like sacrificing what's happy, what makes me happy and excited, I will lose a little bit of my spark. I'll lose a little bit of that twinkle in my eye. I'll lose a bit of my energy. And that'll be felt by my wife. She'll get like a lesser version of me. She'll get like a shell. She'll get like a watered down version, which is not what she's looking for and not how I want to show up. And so, what helped me is coming back to, okay, Brian, why do I need to block this time off for myself? Why is it important for me to come back to myself? Say, ah, right, because I want to be able to show up powerfully, like focused, like with a clear vision. I want to be able to move in such a way that I leave ripples that people feel me moving through as opposed to like moving, but no one even knows I'm there, right? And so for you, connect that back to why is this important and stack up the why it's important to you. 
right? It's like, don't leave any like any stone unturned. Like, okay, cool. If I block this off for me, I have more energy. I can be able to plan for the business. I can have more energy. I can serve more people. I can spend more time with my kids, my family, whatever it is, like stack it up. So that way, when it does come, because it probably will happen, like Gareth says, maybe one day you'll wake up in the morning and say, oh, screw this. I don't feel like doing this. And they say, ah, oh, but you know what? This one hour doesn't represent this one hour. This one hour represents like this, 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 bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. Right. And so just keep that alive in you. I just want to just drill that in before we sign off here. I want to I want to have one little punch for the importance of having a sacred space where you come together with men, which is what you were talking about, which is many of us. When we get into a relationship, we make our partner everything. I'll hang out with it all the time. We'll do this. We'll do this. If you don't have a space where you can share your challenges and be able to be yourself and talk about things that are not only related to your relationship, not only like Brian said, do you lose your spark, but you also bring all your problems to your partner and you turn your partner into your therapist and it becomes, it, it kills the polarity. And so not only is it intentional to have a, a space to be able to show up for yourself, but also to prioritize time away from the people that you love so that you don't spend all your time with them and then turn them into having like a dummy ground for all of the stuff that's alive for you. Because yeah, some of those challenges are best solved with yourself and sometimes just speaking them out to somebody else that's not your partner is the work that needs to be done as opposed to coming in and sharing everything that's alive with you with your partner every single day so yeah we're excited to bring mountains movement and mindset to my hometown in guatemala i am so stoked to be meeting brian jenkins in this beautiful land i am so in love with latin america guatemala has been my home for the last six years and um yeah, I'm really excited to share this beautiful place that I live with the men that are going to be joining us for Mountains Movement yes. and Mindset in early April. Yes. In addition to doing some adventure stuff, in addition to sleeping under the stars and sitting around a fire and leveling up, we're also going to slow down and we're also going to connect with nature and we're going to take some time to yeah, set some intentions and get clear so that we have these peak states that come from being in these, in these transformational spaces but then also making sure that you go home and that you can integrate this back into your life afterwards so that it becomes something that you can genuinely live with and create a sort of a lasting change in yourself. You're going to go home a different person to the person that arrived. And um, yeah, we're excited to be guiding on you on this journey. And uh, much of this guiding is really just holding the space and letting the magic of a men's container and the magic of this land support you in whatever initiation it is that, uh, that your life is calling in. And so if you feel like you want to join us for this retreat, um, send myself or Brian a direct message wherever you're watching this. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to be launching this event really soon. We've got amazing prices for those that are committed early. We've got an early bird wait list. So send us a message. As soon as we launch, those that have reached out to us first will get a really solid discount. We want to support those people that are helping us anchor this event. Those men that are like, fuck yeah, I want to be there. You're going to be supporting us. This is the first time we're creating this. And yeah, we want to give you a discount to make sure that uh, we get your support and in exchange support you. So send us a message wherever you are. Put um, the first, put 10 days in your calendar in early April and uh, we'll give you the exact dates once we finalize everything. We're really close. And um, yeah, Brian, just want to say super jazz to be on this adventure with you, brother. And thank you for mm. initiating the, our first outreach and uh yeah, the effort and stuff that you put into this co-creation, all the graphics that you've been creating, it's uh, it's beautiful. I'm being on this journey with you, bud. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. Um, so um, I'm, I'm going to actually say this a little bit differently than the gear said. Uh, not only is it a discount, 
but it's a reward for you. Because at the end of the day, like I do believe that the people who take action, move on things, like there is a reward for that. Like there's a reward for people to say yes, to not sit and wait to get caught up in the weeds again, you know? And so this is also part of the essence, the energy that we want to, that we're bringing into this retreat is that this is more of a tangible reward. But by you saying again, yes, or at least considering this and getting yourself into Guatemala and getting yourself relaxed and feeling your energy and being in circle and stretching yourself, that is a knock on effect that will you, that you'll take back home. And there'll be other rewards that may be as tangible or intangible that will support you. So, you know, move on it and, and let us know if you have questions. If you're not sure if it's for you, like, let us know. This may not be for you. It's okay. It's not for everyone. Um, there's a very particular man out there who we, we built this for. And so it may not be you. And that's may not be this event. If you want to get in circle and just get around men now, reach out to Gareth. He has a, a group. He has an online space for men, like just for that. That's different than the actual retreat. But start to get yourself around community now. You don't have to wait. But any questions you have around getting a product men's group, support, uh, the retreats, learning more about the Hedonica planning method, you know, call Gareth, reach out to him. But you have support. So whether you use it or not, that's on you. All we can do is present to you with all these options. This, uh, this candy box, this adult candy box, you know, toy box. If you play mm -hmm. with it, it's on you. So with that, I think, uh, yeah, feels good. Thank you, brother. So good to see you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, whether you watch this live or um, if you're watching it on the replay, we're using a fancy new application to stream this and uh, none of the comments were connected. So if you have been communicating with us and we haven't uh, got your comments, we will reply in person via message or reach out to you directly. But uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in the next live stream. Adios. Yes. Adios. Ciao. Great weekend. <laughs>